Welcome back to the Ethnos New Brunswick podcast. Our discussion series about God and sex continues this week with a conversation about our bodies. We hope this conversation proves helpful on our journey of holistic transformation here in Highland Park and New Brunswick. And with that, I turn the conversation over to our speaker, Yukon Chu. We, uh, as usual, are uh, in a discussion series. We like to go through a series of discussions and conversations to help us with our spiritual journey. And uh, we like to have these discussions, of course, because the spiritual journey for all of us requires some guidance. Uh, some of us are really confident in ourselves and we know a lot. Others of us are, are uh, maybe feel like we're kind of lost in the spiritual journey. Regardless of where we may be, we believe here at Ethnos that outside help is needed. Uh, in fact, outside help is required because we don't have it all together. We can't understand everything ourselves. And so at Ethnos, while we have a lot of different options we can choose from, we, we think the teachings and the life of Jesus are really unique and special. And so we take a moment every Sunday to have his teachings, his scriptures guide us. And so we're going to enter into that time now, right now, to allow him and his scriptures to guide us. You can, of course, bring whatever you have from your vantage point. You don't have to subscribe to Jesus at all, but we hope this time will be helpful regardless of we, where we may come from. And today, uh, we're going to continue on with the series we started last week to start our new year off uh, with. And it's a series that I think many of you found some relevance to right away. We're, we're in a series on sex. We're in a discussion, conversation about sex and how sex is important to all of us, and how sex relates to spirituality, and a number of other things, okay? And so last week, we had a fascinating, uh, I think, conversation to get this series started. We're going to spend six weeks in this series in total. Uh, and the reason we're in this series, of course, is because sex is something we all find important. Sex is something that's all a part of us, whether we like it or not. And it's so important for us, regardless of where we, we may come from, to realize that sex is something that God actually thinks highly of, and that God has a lot of insight into, especially through Jesus. We began that conversation last week. I hope you were encouraged. If you missed last week's talk, definitely go on our podcast and like listen to it, because I think it's, it's helpful. This week, we begin to zero in on a specific part of our sex and our sexuality, and uh, we're going to talk about it this week and also next week, okay? And the topic that we're going to talk about this week and next week is we're going to talk about our bodies, our bodies, okay? And so as usual, we're going to get started with a discussion question. This one, I need you to close your eyes for really quickly, okay? I'm not going to do any weird, like, weird, like, meditation thing. Just, just, just close your eyes with me really quick because it, it'll be easier to, to reflect on this question and then you can discuss it, okay? So close your eyes, and I expect people to smile, but no one will see you smile. I can't even see you smile because the lights are in my face, so don't worry. Um, I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to picture yourself naked, okay? Okay, yeah, I expect you to smile, laugh, whatever. Picture yourself naked, standing in front of a mirror or something, and here's the question. To get us started, how do you feel as you try and look at yourself? I'd love for you to, I'd love for you to turn to your neighbor and for the next minute, just process 
what that experience was like, okay? You might be a little embarrassed. Yeah, you're like, I'm changing seats. Uh, I see some people changing seats. That's cool. Don't worry. <laughs> but take a moment. Turn to your neighbor. We got a minute to talk about this. Let's go. So let's open it up for a, a larger conversation. Who would be interested in sharing with us kind of their initial thoughts, feelings about this question? I mean, yeah, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? How are you processing? Who's interested in getting us started? Okay, all right, all right. Okay. Well, I know what I used to look like when I was young. <laughs> Now I know that I've gained about 20 pounds, so uh, hey, I just thank God that I'm still alive to even look at myself. All right, let's give it up for Deborah. Yeah, that's real, that's honest. Thank you for that. Yeah, good, good. What else are we thinking? What else are we processing with this, with this question? Yeah, over here. Yeah. I think that this is a really important question, um, checking in with yourself. In the way that you look, we're constantly comparing ourselves to what we see everywhere else. Yeah. And so if you can just accept the way that you look and be comfortable with the way that you see yourself in the mirror, then you'll have, I don't know, better mental health. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Thanks, Jupiter. Let's give it up for Jupiter. Yeah, yeah. Right on, right on. What else? What else are we thinking? How else are we processing this question? Uh, where, where? Uh, over there, okay, over there. Let me go over there and then over here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was just sharing with my son that I felt sadness because I've done a lot of damage to the temple of God. Mm. You know, when we don't take care of what we eat or what we're putting into our body besides food, yeah. you have consequences at an older age. Yeah. So I have those consequences now. Yeah, so, yeah. But I have Jesus too, so yeah. amen. Yeah. Thank you. Let's give it up for Janet. Is it Janet? Thank you, Janet. Well said. Well said. Yeah. Did you want to say something, too? Yeah. Yeah. When I look at myself uh, and I just think about, you know, how Jesus, how, I mean, how God created Adam, you know, and nakedness, you know, it's like, you know, it's so much to, to appreciate what God needs every single, you know, every single cell in my body. So I'm grateful. And, and it makes me understand more, you know, how I need to take care of it this creation, his creation, yeah. that's him, yeah. Okay. Yeah, thanks, okay, let's give it up for Jorge. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, I think we had someone over here, yep, yeah. Solomon wanted me to share this, but I need to, I need to hit the gym. <laughs> I need to hit the gym, okay, that's an honest conversation, yeah, yeah, okay, let's give it up for David, yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah. I have a very simple answer to that. When I look at myself, in the mirror, naked, I feel naked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to start with, yes, I feel naked. Oh. But the only time I've ever stared at the mirror at a long time looking at myself naked was when I went through the gospel about the creation. Huh. And I was just looking at myself in the mirror and I'm like, how did he make my head? <laughs> I mean, how did he imagine this, how my hands are going to be? Yeah. I mean, some specific details. Mm. 
and then knowing that I am also a God, I'm like, so really in this body there is a God. Yeah. You know, yeah. that was 2006. Yeah. All right, thank you. Let's give it up for Sam. Thank you. I, I love your answer, uh, both parts. I love the first part. Yeah, you feel naked. Yeah, that, that's true. You feel kind of vulnerable, perhaps, and just like, wow, this is very open. And Okay, yeah, great. Anybody else? This is a great conversation so far. Anybody else? Well, I'm glad, I'm glad we actually feel comfortable talking about this, because I think that shows, in part, that uh, we are a healthy, healthy community. Uh, uh, we have healthy relationships. We, we can be honest with ourselves and honest with each other. But as we dive into this subject uh, this morning, uh, I do think it needs to be acknowledged that it's difficult for some of us, perhaps for many of us, to think about our bodies well. Uh, because of different reasons that uh, different things have happened in our lives, different ways uh, the messaging uh, in our world and, and of people around us has kind of affected us, to think about our bodies, to talk about our bodies, and to actually embrace our bodies well, especially in the area of sex and sexuality, it is a challenge. And so this morning, what I want to do is expose us again to the thoughts of Jesus, the scriptures of Jesus, and allow for Jesus's perspective to begin to inform how we might want to think about sex, how we might want to think about ourselves, how we might want to think about our bodies, all right? We have a couple of things we're going to say today, and they're going to be based on uh, the scripture excerpts on your tables. And so if you could take a look at these excerpts, uh, we're just going to go through a, about four simple points and then bring it back to some conversation to think through these points together, all right? The first point, and we're going to put it on the screen, if we can get on the screen uh, here this morning. Our first point is simply this. Our bodies are a reflection of God in our world. Our bodies are reflections of God in our world. What do we mean by this? Well, let's take a look at the scripture excerpt first and then think through what this is actually saying. The first uh, excerpt comes from the very beginning of the scriptures of Jesus, where we read of the creation of man and woman, and the description of this, and we talked about this last week a little bit, how this is, be careful, don't read this as like a biology textbook or something like that. This, uh, this definitely has some metaphor and some meaning as to the why we're created, not necessarily the how of the details, but some of the why of what we're created is, is brought up in this early excerpt, and, and it says this, it's on, the, on your sheet, then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over the livestock and over all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. What is this actually saying? Well, it's important to recognize that this concept of image, back some thousands of years ago when this was written, comes from the ancient Near East, and specifically from the rulers of that time period, this thousands, four or five thousand years ago, when the rulers of that time period, when they would conquer new territory, they would set up an image of themselves for that new territory to see so that that new territory would understand that, hey, there is somebody new in charge here. That's the 
thinking behind the word image. And so in many ways, what we're talking about is God creating this world and putting up human beings in this world to represent to this world that, hey, there is somebody else now in control of this world. And so we are that image. We are meant to represent God in our world, and specifically, our bodies are meant to represent God in our world. And not just our bodies, but also our, our sex. Did you notice specifically the text tells us male and female are part of this representation? And so now you got to think about this a little bit and, and think about kind of what this might mean, right? I think one of the implications or one of the meanings of this is that we are meant to represent all the good things God is to the world around us. If God is love, if God is all about compassion and justice, if God is about what's pure and beautiful, then we are supposed to be that with our bodies in this world. And not only that, if you, if you just kind of think about this, another implication is that as we are God's representation with our bodies in this world, our bodies are supposed to also be treated as something sacred, as something worthy, as something beautiful, as something that is a representation of God. And so there's a lot of respect and worthiness that needs to be a part of how we understand our bodies and each other's bodies and how we represent our bodies in this world. Now, of course, the, the story of Jesus and the story of the scriptures of Jesus tell us that something went wrong in our world. Sin came into our world. Sin, as defined by the scriptures of Jesus, is basically this attitude and this mentality that, thank you, God, for creating things. Thank you for giving us life. But no thanks. We're going to take care of ourselves without you. And that's kind of the beginning of sin, the beginning of saying, like, no to God and running life on our own. And, and as sin enters into this world, according to the scriptures of Jesus, things get distorted, things get damaged, including our bodies and the sexuality connected with our bodies. We read this excerpt last week, the second excerpt, if you take a look, and we noted how when sin entered into the story here, we note that in this story that their bodies, that the nakedness of their bodies is something they feel all of a sudden ashamed about, something they, they need to cover up. And so basically what happens is our bodies both physically get distorted and damaged, but also the way we represent and also how we receive each other's bodies gets distorted and damaged as well. What do we mean by this? Two things. Number one, just back to the physical damage and distortion. I think all of us are aware that there are physical deformities in our world that happen. When people are born, cleft palate syndrome, a number of things can happen where our bodies get damaged, get distorted, and as a result, life isn't all that beautiful, right? It, it seems like something's wrong with our bodies. Now, that can happen also in the area of sex and sexuality. Uh, some of us, whether at a hormonal level or chromosomal level, like there, there's things that happen that aren't the way that are, that aren't the way it's supposed to be. But not only that, we're talking about how we also represent 
God in our world through our bodies and understand how to receive our bodies as well in our world. This, 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 repre- this imaging forth of God in our world, and that gets damaged quite a bit as well. Uh, I think many of us are aware of this, but sometimes we get maybe too obsessed with our bodies, right? And somehow our identities get tied into our bodies in ways that God didn't mean for it to be. And then others of us on the other end somehow get detached from our bodies for different reasons. Maybe we were abused as a kid. Maybe as we've tried to have sex with others, we just, we're not sure how to think through it. And and as a result, our body gets detached from our spirit or our hearts. I was just reading something in the New York Times this week, and maybe you read this article too, but the New York Times uh, this week, uh, one of the well-known authors wrote an article uh, just sharing uh, her continued research into how teenagers think about sex. And this article specifically was talking about how teenage boys think about sex and kind of lamenting how teenage boys don't have a lot of guidance into how to think about sex. And in her research, she basically has discovered that many teenage boys, like, detach themselves from their emotions when experimenting with sex at a teenage level. They, they feel like they have to somehow act a certain way that they've been taught through pornography or through the movies, and they just feel like, they don't feel like they're into it because it's not them, but they feel like it's something they're supposed to do with their bodies. And she's kind of lamenting this, and she's lamenting like, why, man, we need to teach our young men, not just consent, this is way more than consent, but we need to teach our young men that sex is something that is good. It should be joined with your heart. It is something that you don't just do because uh, your body is telling you to do it or other people are telling you to do it, and you kind of detach yourself from, right? And now, of course, those of us uh, who are women have maybe faced similar issues. Maybe you were coerced or forced into having sex, and for you, it, it just... You somehow you've detached yourself from your body. In fact, next week, as we talk about bodies, and I mentioned this earlier, next week the body talk is going to be led by a woman panel. And they're going to share from their perspective how women and bodies, like how this thing all relates. Uh, I'm kind of giving the general talk. All that to say, you and I know that somehow this body and the way it was supposed to be used in our world has been damaged and distorted. Point number three, and we got two more points, and um, we'll turn it back to some discussion. Point number three is that, of course, when Jesus comes into our world, Jesus is all about reversing the damage of sin. And when Jesus comes into our world, he tells us very clearly that he is here to restore our bodies. Uh, You'll perhaps remember a number of healing stories about Jesus taking our broken, deformed bodies and literally restoring them. That's just a sign of what he's trying to do. But he, he also tells us that the, the meaning and the purpose behind our bodies is something he wants to restore as well. If you look at the third scripture excerpt here today, uh, it's a fascinating excerpt because it tells us that the whole world, actually the well-being of our universe is tied in to our bodies, the human body. It sounds kind of crazy, but this is, you know, a natural implication, especially if the first scripture excerpt is true, that we are meant to represent God. We're God's image into our world. Notice the third excerpt. It says this, for the creation waits in eager expectation 
for the children of God to be revealed. What is he talking about? Well, he goes on, for the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. What is it saying here? It's talking about how basically what we talked about in the second excerpt, sin enters into the world and everything is now somehow messed up and damaged and that it was according to the will of God because God's will included consequences to actions and so somehow uh, through human beings, the world has been put in this bondage to decay, this bondage to sin. But notice what the text says. This world though is groaning for another time when it will be set free. And it will be set free when the children of God go into the state of glory. What does he actually mean? Well, the, the paragraph keeps going, and this is crazy. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship. And then notice this last phrase, the redemption of our bodies our bodies now just think about this this is this is a crazy paragraph if this is true right it's saying the whole universe everything that's created is right now messed up it's damaged and the way it's going to be set free is when our bodies go through this transformation process with Jesus did you know that your body right now is that significant? Did you know that the, the future of the universe is tied into your body? Man, if you ever thought your body didn't mean much, if you ever thought your body was just like, ah, I don't really like my body. Yeah, it's, it, I kind of like it sometimes, but it's not a big deal. No, 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 no. The universe, literally, is waiting for your body, my body, to be fully transformed. The last point, of course, is that Jesus does have a way forward with how we experience this. This third paragraph, of course, was talking about, in a, in a very real way, the future uh, it's, it is referring to a future time when our bodies will finally be fully transformed. In the meantime, you know, if, those, if you follow Jesus right now, you, maybe you like, you're thinking, yeah, I follow Jesus, but I still have the same body. <laughs> like, what happened? It doesn't seem that glorious. That's true. The third paragraph is talking about a future time when our bodies will change. But what do we do in the meantime? What do we do in the meantime? This last paragraph gives us a clue. It says this. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by, by sin might be done away with. Now, in the whole Jesus story, this is, it always comes back to the cross, right? Something happens at the cross when Jesus comes to our world, dies on the cross. Something happens there that is very significant. Uh, if you know the story, you know that our sins are taken away. Uh, you know, you know that we get forgiveness and love from God in some significant ways there. But one of the things this excerpt is telling us is that the thing that controlled our body, sin, is actually broken, right? It's specifically referring to our bodies. And then notice what it says. 
the sin has been done away with so that we should no longer be slaves to sin. And then it says this, therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal, there's the word, body, so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself. It's talking about the members of your body, your hands, your feet, all these things. Offer your bodies to him as an instrument of righteousness. What is he talking about? He's talking about, again, this, this, he's, he's referring back to the very first excerpt we had in Genesis. Why were we created in God's image? We were created in God's image to represent God to this world. Sin has messed that all up. Jesus has come to free us from that sin. And now that we're free from that sin, we are supposed to give ourselves daily, offer our bodies to God so that God can use our bodies to do something good in our world again. Part of that does mean loving and also sex. Because sex is something we have in our bodies, right? Or we have through our bodies. It's a bodily experience. We can talk a little bit more about that. But let's hit pause here. But for you to turn to your neighbors again and process what we've talked about so far. What do you agree with? What do you disagree with? What are some questions you have? And then after two minutes, we're going to continue our time. What are some things you um, perhaps agree with, some things you disagree with, some things you have some comments about, some questions about? Let, let's open it up to, to process as a larger group here. Yeah, what are we thinking through right now? What are we processing? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so we were talking about the last two passages in Romans and... Um, the, the way we kind of came across it as the, the fourth passage is the way that the third passage happens. So the third passage is talking about, you know, creation is waiting for the redemption of our bodies. And the reason that happens is because our bodies can be used as instruments of evil or as instruments of, of good and of righteousness. So, you know, um, we can choose to be the conduit of righteousness. Um, through our bodies. Through our lives, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, no, that's, that's some great logic in trying to process those passages. Yeah, let's give Tim a hand. Yeah, and this table hand. Good job, table. Yeah. Yeah, other things we're processing, thinking through as we're taking a look at this. Yeah, uh, over there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really a question. Um, so going back to that Romans passage, it's talking about the redemption of our bodies, but I was wondering why does that matter so much if when we die, we leave our bodies here? That's a great question, yeah. So the story of Jesus actually sees that, sees our death right now, like our, 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 our death our, that we'll, we'll have here in planet Earth in the next, probably all of us here, 70 years sometime, as still a a temporary part of the story. It's still a middle chapter, meaning 
There is a time in the greater story of Jesus, after we die, yes, our, our souls depart from our body, but there will be a time where our bodies somehow are, quote-unquote, resurrected. Somehow we will have, again, another body um, in the final chapter of, of the story, in, in our final afterlife state. And so it's interesting um, because I think many of us think about the afterlife as, oh, yeah, we're just these souls. But no, the story of Jesus says, yeah, that, that's actually still just chapter 3. Chapter 4 is the final chapter, and we'll be joined again with a physical body for the rest of eternity. And so that's why it still matters a lot, yeah. And it, and it is a little weird, let's be honest, like, because usually we don't think like that, right? Like, I think most of us, again, I... I have a very temporary view of my body, personally. Like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, this body, you know, I've already lost one parent. My father-in-law has Alzheimer's. His mind, you know, I'm like, yeah, our bodies are going to be gone, right? But no, no, the story of Jesus is like, no, 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 not quite. It's going to be a little different. And so it's, yeah, it's still very important. Yeah. Other questions, other thoughts? Other comments? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jefferson. Um, yeah, I, I hope not to trigger anyone, but there's this uh, whole culture going around about body shaming yes. um, related to like how you should be happy with the body that God gave you. You know, me being in medicine, I understand like God makes us as maybe several types of bodies or different body shapes. But at the same time, I was listening to a podcast of this British doctor that was saying like, yeah, body shaming should be, you know, not endorsed. But at the same time, you shouldn't use that as some type of facade to encourage you know, unhealthy types of behavior. And what you guys were talking about earlier, and I believe the second passage, um, and also I can relate with like different passages of the Bible where your own body is a temple of your spirit. If we're not able to take care of your temple, then how could you necessarily encourage you know, like your body when you know at the same time um, it's encouraging bad behavior? So. You know, uh, for like large people, you know, why I call them endomorphs, I would say, you know, as a future doctor or future physician, you know, take care of your body. I understand like there are people out there encouraging um, good, healthy figures. You don't have to be skinny like a, a supermodel or something like that because not everyone is born like that. But, you know, let me just put out some names like Lizzo or Megan Trainor. They're very, very proud of their bodies, and I understand that. But at the same time, take care of your health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Jefferson. Yeah, let's give it up for Jefferson. I think. Yeah, I, I think Jefferson, you bring up, you bring up something that is that is part of point number two, right? Point number two is that, like, sin has somehow just damaged, distorted how we understand our bodies, how we use our bodies, and it gets pretty complicated, right? Because on one hand, we should take care of our bodies, but on the other hand, because literally, the I think the scriptures tell us that, yeah, when, when sin came, sin came, even our our at the genetic level, something got distorted, like. And I think that's what we're discovering with things like obesity. It's not just like, oh, just don't eat as much. It's like, no, there's something happening at a level that we don't understand. And, and we should realize that so we don't body shame, number one. But then there's this, this balance of like, well, okay, we don't want to go off the deep end and say, like, it just doesn't matter. No, we're, we still need to. And this is why the last point, and I'm going to get into this a little bit more to close us off. The last point of how do we offer our bodies over to God on a consistent basis for his good purposes in our world? And we want to think about that uh, as it relates to either weight or sex or whatever it is. Uh, we're going to close with that point. But yeah. Yeah. If you guys might, don't mind, let me squeeze through here. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I would say that one way to think about it is that, for example, Jesus was a, a carpenter, and he built furniture and things like that. Um, in the process of, uh, of building, if he hammered his finger, um, he, he wouldn't really uh, worry too much about that because um, what would matter to him is not so much his finger, but the cabinet or the sofa or whatever else he was building because ultimately what we, uh, what we build um, has much more enduring character than our bodies. Thank you, Jose. Let's give it up for Jose. Yeah, that's an interesting way to think about it. How we're using our body and, and you know, yeah, thank you for that. Thank you. That's things to think about. Yeah. And because of your comment and bringing Jesus in as a carpenter, if we think about the people that Jesus let actually approach him and talk to him, like women and a woman who was bleeding and at that time was, you know, uh, considered unclean, a short man who was a tax collector or something, whatever he was, you know. So all the different body types of the people who approached him yeah. that he actually interacted with and treated with dignity and respect. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Thanks for that, Carol. Yeah, let's give it for Carol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. All right, good. We have a lot of class. So let's do a um, couple more here. Yeah. Yeah, I just more have like a comment, you know. Um, I know I've been married, so but before I never had the knowledge about sex, you know? And sometimes you created what the world teaching you to bring to your marriage, yeah. and then you find out that all is wrong. Yeah, yeah. So through the scriptures, you're just learning, you know, how much we need to take care of our bodies yeah. and to understand what really sex means, you yeah. know? I agree with you when say it's gotta be connected with the heart. Yeah. And most in the world, they don't teach it that way. Yeah. So most of us, that we've been married, so we understand that. We never had the, the teachings about, you know, having an intimate relationship like that with God. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty much my comment. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Jorge. Let's give it up for Jorge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Over here. Yeah. 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 Uh, what's up, everybody? Um, so I had a comment with um, what uh, you said about, um, like, obesity and stuff. Like, I think we also have to realize that obesity may come from traumas, and it may come from the inability for a lot of communities to be able to purchase healthy foods and be able to consume healthy foods because of the lack of jobs, lack of um, whatever it may be. Also, like, in terms of healthcare, not everyone does have healthcare in order to be able to go to the doctor like that consistently. So I think it's a lot of things that we need to think about that aren't just rela related just to, like, um, gaining weight, but also the reasons why weight gain happens and especially to who it happens, you know. It's a good word. Thank you. Thank you, Daryl. Yeah. And again, it's just this reality that, that this thing called sin that Jesus talks about has like permeated into the institutions and systems of our world. And so exactly. Um, thank you, Daryl, for that added comment. Yeah. Anybody else? Anybody else? Yeah. Yeah, we got a phone. Yeah, that's, that's cool. That's cool. Well, um, Here's the deal. We're, we're gonna let me let me start moving things to to a conclusion here. Um, you know, there, there's obviously a lot to think about with this topic of our bodies and how God thinks about our bodies and what His scriptures say. Hopefully, we've given you uh, some key foundational ideas to begin to use for your own spiritual journey of trying to understand your body and how your body is meant to be used in our world today. Uh, this is a series on sex, right? And so 
Let me just kind of make the connection now to sex, if you haven't been making that in your minds already. Let me, let me explicitly make it, because I think this, all of what we talked about is foundational to how we understand how God wants us to experience sex. Now, some of you, I realize, uh, come from a very, uh, perhaps, religious background. Perhaps you grew up in a religious setting where sex was pretty much a list of don't, 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 don't. And uh, that's not what I'm going to do, okay? Because I hope you can tell from this, these excerpts, that's not how sex, or how our bodies are described, right? The use of our bodies are described. What I want to say about our bodies and sex is this. Again, our bodies are meant to represent God's image in our world, his goodness, his love, his beauty in our world. And I think we have to bring that into our sexual lives and ask ourselves a question. If that is how we are using our bodies in our sexual lives. Or are we using them with some other messaging that perhaps you've received from someone else that you feel pressured to, to use, to, 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 to engage in? What, what is, how are you understanding your body in the either act of sex or just as a person who is sexual trying to relate to other people? Is it, is it, do you see yourself as representing God's goodness in those relationships? Now, it may be pretty confusing for you. It was very confusing for me. I, I shared last week that uh, I uh, was a sex addict and it took me about 10 years to process a lot of stuff with sexual addiction, uh, therapy, 12-step groups, all that thing. And so it can be really complicated. Uh, let, me just let me just note that. Um, I think this prayer tied into this last scripture is how I would want to encourage us to move forward if it's complicated. If you're thinking about how do I use my body in sex, how do I understand it, and, and for you it's like a blank, like you just, it's kind of, you're not sure how to answer that question, or maybe you feel good about some things, but bad about other things, or it's confusing. I want to put up a prayer on the screen here that I think is, is just probably the most helpful prayer you can pray about your body today. It's, again, based on this last scripture, and it's simply this. Jesus, I give you my body, my, and you fill in the blank, perhaps a specific part of your body that you feel like has been misused, a part of your body that somehow you're confused about, whatever it may be. I give you my body, my fill in the blank, to be your instrument of what is good, what is right, what is just. Now, again, I'm not, notice what I'm not saying, right? I'm not saying stop, do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. This is, right, I haven't said that. Don't, don't interpret this as like, oh, he's saying I shouldn't do this now with my body. No, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm saying you and I need to give ourselves to God and let actually God guide us and not some prior morality that you inherited from your parents or the institutional church or something like that. You and I need to let God guide us. And as we give ourselves over to God and Jesus, things will happen. At Ethos, we really believe things will happen. It's complex. There'll be many layers. It could take years. It took me, again, 10 years to get through a number of things. But it starts with this act of surrender, of giving our body over.
And again, I'm, since we're talking about sex, I mean, you may just be like very explicit. I give you my sexual organs over, you know, like I just, I don't know how to think about my penis. I don't know how to think about my vagina. I just don't know. I just give that to you, God, because I have no idea how to use this for good, how this is supposed to be good in the world today. Please join us next week for a conversation led by some of the ladies in our community as we continue our discussion on sex and bodies.